Cardboard Nation. We told you we'd be back. Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show for 2021, episode number two. Boom. Hi, Ivan. How are you, brother? Episode two already. Wow. You know, if you do the math, this year is almost 4% done. <laughs> kind of crazy to think You're about. You're always huh? keeping me on my toes, my man. You just, you got to be counting. You got to be tracking. You know, it's all about data. Even living is about oh, data. It's the financial, but I'm financial good. I'm a little dehydrated, out, man, with the numbers, numbers. Yeah. <sighs> I did some, uh, I did some donating of stuff today. So if, uh, if I pass out on screen, text my wife. Oh, good for you. Good um, for you. But yeah, there, <laughs> I just got back all the karma. The universe owes me by uh, virtue signaling on the show. But, uh, but hey, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited. Last week, we were doing so much catch-up on all the time off for the holidays that I feel like this week is really launching 2021 in the collecting world for us. Yes. So, yes. Pretty exciting. Yes, it is. Including NHL season kicking off uh, yesterday and today and kicking off with an NHL product preview from Upper Deck tonight. Yeah, how fitting so is, is that? So... Um, yeah, kind of our, our first regular show of the year, if you will. So why don't we just uh, get right back on track with things, if you will, and we'll kick it off with our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll. Uh, and we want to know, which sports card sale did you find most shocking slash surprising? Because we have a new record holder. Yeah. Yep. Two weeks into 2021. So, was it the Gretzky for a million plus? The Mike Trout Superfractor, 3.9 million. The Giannis Logoman Auto 101 for 1.8 million. Or the privately brokered sale of a 1952 Tops, don't call it a rookie, Mickey Mantle and a PSA 9 for. 5.2 million that was just oh announced today. Uh, so, yes, we want to know what you found most shocking slash surprising. Whatever way you want to interpret that question. Leading the way right now, 42.5% of you voting the Giannis. Uh I am right there with you in the majority. I found that one the most surprising myself. Um, Ivan, let's get your take right away. Yeah, I also did the same. Um, and if you have not yet voted, make sure you go to twitter.com slash live to cast your vote because we will update this poll uh, before the show is done. Um, so I voted the Giannis as well. as, And, and that's why I like the way it was worded, most surprising or most shocking. Um, for the same reason that Mike E, Hook'em Mikey said in the comments, uh, it, it just seems a bit premature as far as value goes, especially when compared to the others on the list as, you know, really iconic cards, the others. Sure. However, I really do like some of the comments. Um, Bryce Coelho said uh, Mantle because it was only a PSA 9. So this was the record set with only a PSA 9. There are three PSA 10s. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Will we see a $10 million sale of a Mantle card this year? I, if, if one goes up, I say yes. 
I don't know. It'd be interesting. You know, I, th- those are the that's the strata of money where you just start adding stuff uh, as a human. You're just like, I can't even tell the difference. What's the difference between nine million and ten million? Right. Without realizing that that difference is like five successful people's net worth. Like it's like <laughs> it's like this much. You know, you start measuring yeah. it in like it's this much but more. <laughs> I also like there's a few that that said Gretzky Um, back to back in my feed. We've got in Would We Trust who says Gretzky because I never thought that a hockey card would hit one million. Followed by Mike Estrich saying more surprised that the Gretzky isn't higher. So this is one of the things I love about the hobby and about opinions is we literally there's two sides to every coin. Yeah. And some of us see it one way and some of us see it the other. And that's great. I love the respectful dialogue and the differences of opinion. What do you think, Rob? Um, Remove your feelings about that particular card's grade assigned with, what is it, a population of two PSA 10s of the Opeechee? Gosh, Ivan, it is is so hard for me to do that. It's really, really hard for me to do that. Objectively speaking, I saw a PSA 10 Opeechee Gretzky rookie. There's only two of them. How much is that card worth in your mind in today's market? Jeez. Higher, lower than a million? Higher. I think higher, yeah. Here's the thing about this particular mantle. Um, Well, we'll talk about that more later in the program. But, Ivan, please tell people why... In fact, on top of why the poll is fun, why it's also important, if you would, please. Yeah, so it's very important because all that matters is is being able to answer this question. Uh, but it's also very important because we are going to be giving away hits from the box that we ripped tonight of uh, Upper Deck Hockey. Uh, there are Alexis Lafreniere autos uh, live in this product maybe in our box. So you want to make sure that you're eligible to win the giveaways that we do. And we coordinate them all through Twitter. So that's why we have the poll there to kick off the show. Go to twitter.com slash go GTS live and make sure that you click the follow button while you're there. So it's just kind of easy. Go there, visit, follow, because that's where you'll enter to win a bit later on in the show. So. Let me yeah, give that already. Absolutely. Thank you, Ivan. Uh, before we dive into this week's hobby happenings and there's some unique stories, let me give you a rundown of the rest of the show. Uh, it's a lighter release week, kind of a little bit of a lull in the schedule. So we just have uh, one um, box break segment tonight. Uh, we'll update the poll. A lot of you guys have been asking about how to get the free Prime subscription on Twitch. We're actually going to walk you through that tonight, okay? So whatever way you're watching, you might want to have a laptop handy with you, okay? So we're going to give you a heads up on that. We're um, going to launch that GoGTS Live QA segment tonight next week there are four products releasing into the hobby we'll detail those with hot in the shop and uh, emmett smith's going to talk about partnering with collectible uh we will do a quick recap of our twitch break that we did earlier in the week for uh subscribers uh we'll detail the winners of that in case they missed that and uh we'll wrap everything up with the actual answer section of the go gts live q a But let's dive into some news, notes, and nuggets from around the hobby in this week's Hobby Happenings. 
All right, kicking things off. Well, as if we really needed any other reason to hope and pray that the national happens as scheduled this year, well, Onyx Authentic dropped this little nugget on Twitter. Yeah, what is this all about, I wonder? Well, with the access to the young talent that Lance Fisher and his team have, I mean, who knows what this kid means? Well, I, for one, can't wait to see, but I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Another amazing T206 collection is at auction. Sports Collectors Daily reports that 48 years after one collector had a chance encounter with some tobacco cards at an antique shop in Virginia, his set of T206 cards is the star of its very own auction. Robert Edward Auctions unveiled the 522-card set of Paul Jack Pollard in a special standalone auction running through January 17th. That's this weekend, so don't wait. The set includes every T206 card except for the famed Honus Wagner and the ultra-rare Joe Doyle variation. Aside from those two cards, every other known T206 cards. For full details, be sure to read the article at Sports Collectors Daily. Also from Sports Collectors Daily, we now have an estimated launch date fee structure, and some other information as it relates to certified sports guarantee. When it launches operations next month, CSG, as we will be referring to them as, says it will make use of artificial intelligence to automate many of the more time-consuming aspects of grading, such as, you guessed it, measuring of a card centering. Hey, imagine that. Mm. Also, CSG, is that right? Yeah, CSG graders will have, used to it. <laughs> will have access to forensic devices that reveal alterations and hidden details through infrared and UV lighting, ultramicroscopic inspections, and, and this is really important too, non-destructive ink and paper analysis. The SCG holder and label themselves will include a detailed description of the card, its grade, its unique SCG certification number, and a QR code to facilitate easy verification. CSG says its holder and label feature extensive security elements to prevent against tampering and counterfeiting. CSG's grading fees range from $8 for bulk submission of 50 cards or more, to $15 for a 15-day express service and $100 for what they call a five-day walkthrough service. There's also an additional tier for exceptionally high-value cards. And one specific note, subgrades are available but are an additional charge of $10 per card. Obviously, for more information on fee structures, the process, the grading scale, you can visit their website. Do we already have a candidate for the next million-dollar-plus basketball card? Well, many sports card experts believe so. This 2019-20 Panini Flawless, one-of-one Zion Williamson NBA logo man is one of the featured items in Golden, Golden's Elite Auction event taking place this month. 
bidding runs on the card through the end of the month. Note that is the flawless one of one, meaning the National Treasures one of one may still be out there. Mm. May. Well, <laughs> excuse me. Mark your calendars for February 9th and tune into the Tops social media pages to get a first look at 2021 Series 1 at the day before its official officially hits the streets during the Series 1 Rip Party. With it being the 70th anniversary of Topps Baseball, you're going to be able to travel back in time to open Topps cards throughout the decades with the help of some distinguished guests. Plus, get ready for all the action as Topps brings you the first ever Breaker Showcase. Some of your favorite Breakers will be going head-to-head as they rip open 2021 Series 1 Topps Baseball and compete for the coveted Platinum Box Cutter. Stay tuned for more details on this big event as we get closer to February 9th. Lots of employment opportunities still available in the hobby. If you're located in the South Jersey area or within driving distance, Golden Auctions is hiring for a wide variety of positions, including writers. Contact information is on your screen. Also, in the East Coast Tri-State area, Starstock is looking to add to its growing staff. Also, our friend Nick Dionte, who is a contributor for Forbes Sports Money section, detailed his top three sports cards trends from 2020 that will continue in 2021. At the top of his list is the so-called Gary V effect and that of other social media influencers. Very interesting check out the read and uh, feel free to weigh in on that as well. Go GTS uh, didn't make the cut. Uh, next on his list was custom artist cards, which f- sort of follows what we discussed last week with uh, trends from 2020. The impact of Topps Project 2020 on the hobby last year was massive and in many ways probably surpassed all other reasons for the hobby explosion on our poll last week combined. There's little doubt that this trend will not only continue, but expand in new ways, as we've already seen with a couple of the early Tops On Demand offerings this year. And number three on the list, family connections. Let's face it, in this crazy world and crazy times, the hobby helps us connect in a simple way to family and friends. I know for myself, this is one of the things I enjoy the most about the hobby. It's one of the reasons we do this show is because of all of you The fact that we're all real people, even behind this crazy cardboard flipping, selling, collecting, hoarding, displaying, and showing off. (laughs) So let's make sure that number three, the family connections, the hobby family, continues strong in 2021. Absolutely. And if there was any doubt about the hobby picking up where 2020 left off, how about this nugget of a press release from Golden Auctions this week, which states... As Golden Auctions launches its 2021 year, the first Golden Elite Auction has shattered all previous records for a (laughs) single first auction day. The three-week-long auction ending January 30th and the 31st recorded $9 million in bids in just its first day, which doubled the highest recorded one-day total in the company's history, excluding the final day of any auction, and is easily the highest recorded one-day total in any sports auction in history. Wow. 
Leaf Trading Cards is taking another run at on-demand printing. Some of you might remember their initial efforts several years ago now. Oh, 2018 is several years ago. I feel so old. With Leaf Live, where the first card, ironically enough, featured an in-memory card of the recently deceased at the time, Gene Wilder. Now called Leaf iCard, the initial offering featuring uh, XRCs, or extra rookie cards, of U.S. Open Bryson DeChambeau, LSU wideout Terrace Marshall Jr., and ranked tennis star Grigor Dimitrov. The initial offering also featured a card commemorating the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine, but after some backlash, the company decided to stop the card's offering while agreeing still to fulfill orders that had already been placed. The final print runs are listed on the screen. Individual cards cost $7.99 with price discounts for 10 and 20 card lots. The next wave of Leaf Eye cards is set to debut January 21st, so bookmark that page. Well, you know what they say, what goes up must go higher. At least in this hobby uh, at this point in time, because Golden Auctions broke its own world record for a PSA 10 to open the new year of a Michael Jordan rookie card uh, with one of the 371 graded gem mint copies of an MJ rookie card selling for $222,630, which bested the previous record that they set just last month of $211,560. And just to rub it in, Sports Collectors Daily wants to astutely remind its readers and collectors worldwide that just a year ago, you could have bought a PSA 10 Jordan rookie for around $40,000. I'm enough. Uh, yeah, I, I just... <laughs> letting that one wash over me. Uh, that said, I have a fun story up next. Some pretty huge news for soccer fans and collectors as Panini announced that they have signed global icon David Bendit like himself Beckham to an autograph and trading card deal, showing off some of his initial card images on Twitter. Beckham himself uh, echoed his excitement about working with the company as well. His first Panini autographs can be found in Immaculate Soccer. So keep an eye out for those. Should be hitting any second now. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Well, Topps introduced collectors to the latest artist to be taking the reins of the Topps living set for 2021. Well-known sports card artist and illustrator Jared Kelly, who I've had the longtime privilege of knowing. Jared is an absolutely amazing illustrator whose vivid and lifelike portraits have earned him acclaim among the art and card collecting community. So a big congratulations, Jarrett. Well-deserved, my friend. Some of you are undoubtedly still waiting for late-arriving Christmas presents, eBay purchases, Project 2020 cards, etc. But imagine this well-known artist and illustrator, Colleen Doran, posted this tweet that rocked the entertainment trading card collecting community. It seems all of the sketch cards she completed for Topps, Indiana Jones, and the Crystal Skull never made it to Topps HQ. The thread on Twitter makes for quite the interesting read. 
Doran was obviously never paid for her work and is most likely going to sell the cards as unofficial after she talks with Tops. Needless to say, this is quite the postal mystery. Twelve years. Hmm. Makes you wonder if that's not where some of those redemptions we've been looking for have ended up. Can you imagine? Twelve? Twelve years those cards have been missing. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, resolution photo matching, the industry's leading resource for game used photo matching authentication and the source, I mean, utilized by literally all of the major players in the space has recently acquired a significant new photography collection from a prominent sports photographer. The assemblage includes both his own photography and image lots he has acquired from fellow photographers over the years, totaling roughly 100,000 photos that includes baseball, basketball, football, and hockey images spanning from the 1960s to the present day. A vast majority of the images are not online or in any other database. And the acquisition expands what is already by far the most thorough source list in the industry. Resolution has access currently to over 30 online databases, including licensing contracts that allows higher clarity usage and an internal electronic database now approaching 1 million high clarity images. So you're wondering how and why and they're able to photo match stuff. One of the leading reasons is this company, Resolution Photo Matching who we've had on the show. Very interesting. And as we discussed at the top of the show, Vintage is back on top. PWCC has brokered the private sale of this 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card, considered by many to be the finest example in its grade, PSA 9, for a whopping $5.2 million dollars far exceeding the price paid for the Mike Trout Superfractor autograph of $3.9 million last year. Sports Collectors Daily reports that it is the exact same card that sold through Heritage Auctions for $2.8 million just two years ago. The card was purchased by entrepreneur and actor Rob Goff. Goff? Hope I'm pronouncing that right, Rob. You deserve it for dropping that coin on that card, uh, who is an avid collector. Hopefully we'll see him take to social media and share off more of his collection. And that's a look at some impressive hobby happenings for the week and playing a little catch up as well. Interesting. Very cool. Anything Lots. you want to unpack there? Uh, I mean, there's so much going on. Um, I do. I like the mail story. I'm Just captivated because... by that. I feel like we get like one of those every year or two, you know, I had, where it's like 48 years that, later, a piece of mail shows up or right. But years. I haven't ever heard about it with trading cards because in that thread, another artist chimed in that said the same thing happened to me six years ago with a Lord of the Rings set that I was contracted for, which would place that under licensing for Cryptozoic. So mm. that's interesting. Yeah. So that's cool. The rest is just, uh, I mean, it's just news. Things just keep selling. Things <laughs> keep going up. Keeps being hype. Keeps being demand. Keeps being job opportunities in the hobby, you know, so. Which is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, sort of a cottage industry really 
rising up the last uh, couple years, you know. For sure, so. for sure. When are we going to get the CSG guys, or at least one of them, on the show? I think after, you know, they're up and operational. You know, I well, think, I think it has to be before that, because once they're up and operational, they're... I have a question for collectors that are watching is how many of you are going to submit just to see if you can get your stuff back quickly because you submitted early, <laughs> right? Oh, like, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm sure. So yeah, we, we should try to get them on answer the hard questions. Like why does your label suck? Also guys, gals, everybody. Oh. Why do people think the label sucks? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I am very much, I will admit, I am not a design guru. But I honestly think you cannot present something new that people haven't seen before without them saying the design sucks. You just, like, uh, what is up with yeah. that, people? It's like, just because right. you're not comfortable with it or you're not used to it or you haven't held it in your hand yet. Like, let's all just take a breath. Oh, look at that. They couldn't even pay somebody to design a good label. What's a good label? Well, I What's can a tell bad you label? if the holders are as clear as they say and they look like they are in the videos they've been showing off, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and I don't know. Maybe maybe they will end up sucking. Maybe they will be awesome. I don't, know. I just, I don't understand people that just, like, because oh, I see so much going to hate. James, let's go ahead and while Ivan's doing that, let's update the poll question. No problem. I'm, I'm refreshing too. Thank you, everybody. 324 people weighing in. Yes, the Giannis. And I think we all know why. We are all pretty like-minded, but I, I can't disagree with anybody's vote on there. You know, there's an argument to be made for every single one of them, but... Uh, Ivan came up with this poll and uh, super engaging, diverse opinions and lots of people weighing in and commenting. So thank you, Ivan, and thank you for everyone who weighed in on it. Um, all right. So if you have a question for us, we know, as we mentioned, there are a lot of new and returning collectors. We're more than happy to answer any questions you might have. Ask us with the hashtag on Twitter. This is important because this is how we're going to see it. Hashtag go GTS live QA and ask your question and we'll pick a few towards the end of the show and answer them. But right now, uh, unlike this week where the only product releasing was Panini NFL playbook football, we do have more than one product releasing next week. So it's time to dive into a look at products releasing next week in a segment we like to call Hot in the Shop. And we kick it off with one of the annual favorites of... Oh! Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> Today, yesterday, next week. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I will do a reintro. Uh, we're going to detail all of the new products releasing next week in stores uh, at your favorite uh, group breaker or online retailer in a segment we like to call Hot in the Shop. We kick things off with one of the hottest annual football releases year in and year out. Panini Contenders NFL football cards. You know it. You love it. 
its format hasn't changed in all the years it's been out. Five autograph cards, including one signed on card in every box, plus a parallel and 18 inserts. Chase the iconic rookie tickets featuring some on-card autos from the best and brightest stars of this deep and talented NFL draft class that includes the likes of you know him jeff burrow cd lamb tua tagaleovoa justin herbert jordan love and many many more i mean we could go on and on and on so the rookie ticket autos all the top rookies find the always popular cracked ice parallels uh, included in rookie tickets stunning autograph parallels are those are only numbered at 22 or 23 rather uh new edition Mosaic parallel of the rookie clear ticket is back and super short printed. Uh, Paying homage this year to 2000 contenders rookie tickets. Uh, Classic design. I mean, that's like what Brady's card, right? Uh, Look for some of the greatest players in NFL history to have been enshrined in the Hall of Fame with their first contenders card meaning an iconic walk down memory lane, and so much more. This is a great product. It'll be in stores next week. Well, we just previewed uh, Upper Deck Synergy hockey cards. Next week, you can check out Upper Deck Artifacts NHL hockey cards. Each box is going to have eight packs with four cards, delivering three autograph, memorabilia, or aurum cards, which is an old fancy word for gold, plus one rookie redemption and four serial numbered cards with one number to 99 or less in every box. There are regular autograph memorabilia, premium memorabilia, and premium autograph memorabilia combo parallels, most of which are hobby exclusives and numbered to 99 or less. Now I check out artifacts. Some- yeah, check out some of the designs on this. Uh, first off, there's a 220-card base set uh, with, of course, regular stars, legends, and rookies. Lots of parallels in that base set as well. So if you like uh, either matching team color parallels or just chasing your, your rainbow, you'll have a good chance to with this. The top six prospects in the Rookie Redemption program will be featured on a full array of serial-numbered memorabilia and auto-memorabilia variation cards. So this is a redemption you're not going to mind pulling. But, of course, for the veterans, there are some beautiful autographs and patches and patch autos, as well as multiple tiers. I mean, Gretzky, McDavid... Look at those just beautiful cards right there. There is also an upper deck uh, bounty with this. Oh, look at that. Aurum Signatures Duels. Heinrich and Daniel Sedin. Love it. Um, The bounty card uh, with the Aurum bounty card program features a 48 card set within a set with the players etched in gold light FX. And then those are, of course, eligible. Top 25 to do so will earn additional achievement cards. I'm guessing that Quinn Hughes Cal Maker right there is one of those bounty achievement cards. And then again, every box has one base set rookie redemption, which could either be a rookie, uh, a memorabilia, or an autograph. So lots of fun chases here, as well as a stunning base set in NHL Artifacts 2020-2021. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Hey, there is some baseball, some new baseball coming out next week, too. 
And it's called 2021 Topps Archive Signature Series Baseball Cards. This is the Active Player Edition. You're going to get one encased autograph buyback card in every box featuring active MLB players on original Tops and Bowman cards. Every card is hand-signed, sequentially numbered, and encased. Uh, some notes. Every card signed on card. Every card numbered. Every card encased. And every card gold foiled stamp as a buyback card for this particular series. Also look for rare dual autograph cards featuring some of MLB's biggest stars in stores next week. And then closing it out, we have 2021 presidential trading cards, a word from the president. Check this out. Um, it's going to be released on Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2021. <laughs> Imagine the break parties that will occur during the swearing-in ceremony with this exciting dynamic product. Each of our nation's presidents, including President-elect Joe Biden, is represented with hand-signed cards and then actual presidential-handled relic cards. Every single gorgeous mini box of this includes a word from the president card and one bonus presidential archive relic card. The words on the award from the president cards are cut signature cards from authenticated manuscripts and letters handwritten by each of our leaders, not copies, the actual letters authenticated by organizations with strong reputations in our industry. So check that out. Um, you can see the sell sheet on gogts.net for full information. But uh, if I'm not wrong, I count 40, 46 member uh, names on that checklist. So check it out on Inauguration Day from <coughs> 2021 Presidential Trading Cards. A word from the president. Uh, I've already been notified and received a shipping notification that uh, a box of that is arriving tomorrow. So we'll take a look at that next week. All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? All right. So I guess you have some uh, winners to pull. Um, Emmett Smith has partnered with Collectible App uh, to sell his memorabilia. He sat down and spoke with um, SI.com this week. Check this out. And we'll be back to announce the winners and to answer some questions from our new segment go gts live qa all-time leading rusher a former league mvp and a three-time super bowl champion with the dallas cowboys joining me now is pro football hall of famer emmett smith in your time in the league emmett you had many achievements to include two Jim Thorpe NFL MVP trophies. You are giving fans an opportunity to invest in your sports memorabilia with the platform Collectible. Can you share some more with me on that unique opportunity? Well, <clears throat> ever since I got into the National Football League in 1990, <clears throat> I was thrust into this world of sports memorabilia and collectibles, where you sign autographs on jerseys, helmets, and other paraphernalia things. and and people started collecting and buying those things. And so don't realize the value that, that uh, and the things that people collect until you go through this process. And being introduced in this world of sports memorabilia and collectibles, there was never a platform uh, that would afford someone to actually invest 
in a person's uh, collectibles, items that are very rare and very limited. Um, and as most people would know, I collected all of my touchdown footballs. I uh, also kept uniforms and jerseys and did, did a few trading uh, things, trading with other players at the Pro Bowl and, and collected their items. And so in doing such, um, I established that I have kept most of my um, uh, valuable items, 10,000-yard uh, uniform when I went over 10,000 yards, uh, uniform when I went and broke the, uh, the National Football League record, Russian record, um, <clears throat> even the touchdowns all the way up to 164, including some postseason touchdowns as well. I collected over 100 and some items, and those items are valuable in the eyes of the person who want them. They were valuable to me. My father told me as a rookie, collect everything and keep everything because you never know your place in history. Little did I know from 1990 and listen at the things that people said about me that I wouldn't have lasted 10 years, let alone um, 15 years. And so standing at the top of the mountain and looking back and reflecting, these are items that are extremely valuable in the marketplace, earning MVPs, uh, also set marks and create more value. Um, playing in Super Bowl also create more value to the items that I've collected and the things that people want to collect that belong to me. And so in capturing all of that value, the question becomes, what do I do with all these things? I never wanted to keep them all for myself. There was always a plan to liquidate these things uh, and put them in the hands of people who would truly appreciate them. I mean, I will not appreciate all of the items that I actually have like some collector would. And collect, Collectible has created this platform now that technology has caught, caught over there, all of us. We're on Zoom as we are talking right now. And so this technology <clears throat> that, that is readily available has afforded us an opportunity to fractionalize some of the items that I've collected and want to give fans an opportunity to be a part of the value of those items. And that's what Collectible is doing. And that's what I'm doing is making items readily available uh, for the fractional component of it. And at some point, we'll liquidate and hopefully these fans would also gain the value of the liquidation of some of these items that I plan on not keeping anyway. I love this about you, Emmett. Um, I, I read that you said the NFL stands for not for long. And you were thinking about business even before you were a Dallas Cowboy. And this is just another example of that business mind. And things are constantly changing in our world. So to be able to have the opportunity to invest in something like memorabilia. It's pretty incredible and special that you're doing this. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So collectible, crushing it. And uh, Emmett finding a, a, a really neat way to uh, eventually part with his memorabilia before we dive into the winners from tonight's box break i want to recap what we pulled from our second box of obsidian football on our twitch subscriber exclusive break and uh, if you guys haven't emailed <coughs> me your mailing information yet please do so um let's see mutt what won a justin jefferson trifecta memorabilia card Nice. Number Congrats. two, 100. This was Mutt What. Mutt What's watching tonight. All right. James White 
auto number to 100 was won by Blazer Boy 33. Blazer Boy 33. Zach Cards won a Lawyer Malloy auto numbered to 50. Zach Cards. Amy Bruins. Amy Bruins won a Devin Dervinay rookie jersey auto number to 150 and maven moran or maven moron no it's moran maven moran won the two parallels in the base card uh from the rest of the box so all of you that i just announced you were the twitch subscriber exclusive bonus break winners you guys still need to um if you haven't already please email me your uh, mailing address and a screenshot of your logged in twitch account okay now turning it over to Ivan from tonight's winners from our two box break of upper deck synergy nhl hockey awesome uh i hope that you are watching and i hope that you are ready to claim your prize the five winners the claiming process is pretty easy the email is on the screen go gts live at gogts.net we just need you to email us with your name your mailing address your twitter handle and what you won in order to help us put it all together okay just make it easy give us your name your mailing address your twitter handle and what you won all in one place uh five winners we're going to start off with the two stacks of bounty cards so two different stacks of bounty cards to set two collectors on that bounty chase the first one is nola cardboard congratulations nola cardboard and the second one is right like nate Congratulations, Right Like Nate and Nola Cardboard, the two winners of the Bounty Card Stacks. Uh, then we've got that Connor McMichael Rookie Journey. That's going to at Pit Pandemonium. Pit Pandemonium. Congratulations on winning the Connor McMichael Rookie Journey uh, parallel or numbered card. Uh, then we've got the Connor Hellbuck Cast for Greatness Metal Card. It's going to longtime viewer, Rosemary Ecker. Congratulations, Rosemary Ecker. Excited to see you win that. And then the Alexis Lafreniere, Lafreniere, the croissant card is going to number 11, Larry Fitz. Hey, Larry Fitzgerald is watching the show tonight. That's exciting. Have I made that joke before? I probably have. Um, either way, congratulations. No. 11 Larry Fitz on winning the Alexis Lafreniere. So that's the winner's segment, but we still have a bit more content, right? Absolutely. First, a big shout out to Dodgy Trousers and Big hey. Ticket Names for subscribing hey. on Twitch, both using your Prime subscription. So apparently that was a segment worthwhile, Ivan. <laughs> yep. Five bucks. That was a five buck segment. But just kidding, we do appreciate it, especially because uh, I'm assuming those are your Twitter handles as well. Two good Twitter friends. Um, so fun to see you tune in and check out the show and throw a subscription our way. Thank you very much. All right. So, yeah, uh, go GTS Live Q&A. Uh, there were a couple of interesting questions that we wanted to tackle. Uh, the first one from 
those back pages, a.k.a. the Walking Dead saga, is there a wrong time to buy a Hank Aaron rookie card? You should know the answer to that. The answer is no, although... Ryan Cracknell, our friend at Trader Crack, says yes when you've had three drinks too many and bidding online against someone else who's had four drinks too many. Da-da-ching. So, yes, no. Hank Aaron rookie card is definitely undervalued right now. Collectible app sold out of its card and like that. I actually went to buy. I I was in in the queue. I thought I had two shares done. I don't think I don't think I got mine today. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think there's a bad time to buy a Hank Aaron rookie card. <sighs> Ivan, you want to yeah. weigh in on that or pick another question? Well, yeah, I mean, that's... Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm at a loss because I, I don't know how else to say. Yeah, there's no wrong time to buy a Hall of Famer, an all-time great Hall of Famer rookie card. Um Here's the thing, Rob. We don't know if the market's going to go up or go down. You know, there is there is that. But, true, true that. But even not knowing, I mean, if you're going to buy something like that, you're probably buying it for the long haul. You're probably buying it because you're a collector. Um, you know, there's no, no wrong time with that. Uh, I did see... A question, actually, that I, I need to pose to you, because you are more of an encyclopedia of card <laughs> history than I am. Uh, Mike Smith said, uh, SP slash SSP are becoming less and less SP, it seems. SP means short print, super short print, super, super short print. Seems like every single product anymore has SPs. What was the best SP before they were in every product, as in before manufacturers were very intentionally creating SPs in every single product. What was the best SP before that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, is this, a, is this a real question? Is this one of those, like, well, does, let's have a beer and talk about it? questions i mean i think it's you, a bit of that but that's why i wanted to throw it your way he does mention like billy ripkin dale murphy wrong backs on cards um you know as a few as a few options so almost yeah like i mean I, I don't think the i don't think the billy ripkin card counts as an sp i mean are are error cards sps or are they error cards or are error cards SPs? I mean, that gets into a whole other conversation, doesn't okay, it? Okay, so let's let's erase the error cards. And what was the first SP you remember people being like, wow, they printed way less of this than they did of other cards, but without it being sort of advertised? Well, let, let's talk about when SPs jumped the shark, in my opinion. what What was that card... What was the card that Chris Harris, a.k.a. at Stale Gum, you know, trying to build a Topps base set, went completely nuts about when he found out that there was an SSSP to finish the base set, you know, a handful of years ago? Who, what, Whose card was that? I, I, I don't remember. Oh, come on. It was a big name. It was just a handful of years ago. It was a big name player. Oh, drawing a blank i think it's it's like when that kind of thing happens it's they've they've lost their their espionious 
Is that what's when they lost it? <laughs> Can you think of one before that? Like, what's the first SP you remember where people were talking about, wow, this card is actually short printed. We can't find it. it. Was it that like Jeter in the stands or was that the one that actually wasn't SP, but everybody just thought it was? Or Abraham Lincoln in the stands? I don't know. You'd, you'd have to ask more of oh. a true encyclopedia like a Trader Cracks. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe not, we should I, do that. Maybe we should. Maybe next week we should have a five, like a five or ten minute segment, and get on like get on those back pages. Who's probably yeah? No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so taking this a whole other direction. Okay. You just added a half hour to the show that I don't want to do. To this show or to the next show? <laughs> to the show in general. Yeah. No, this was supposed to be a quick hitting segment. In fact, yeah. In fact. Yeah, and in fact, you proved to me that I need to steer this segment because yeah. that was that was the one question I did not want you to ask, and I should have said that. And oh, of course, okay. that was the one that you picked out of the list. Well, it's funny because I know we had um, before the show we were we were sort of scrambling to get everything together with no technical difficulties. But yeah, I do think maybe next time we just pick one. Should we just pick one. Just no, we. Can, I think we can do this hard hitting, quick hitting, boom, 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 boom. But they need to be those. You can't grab the one that goes down the rabbit hole. Okay. Well, I just thought that with your vast <laughs> but that's you, Ivan. That that you would have that, a quick, that, that have a quick <laughs> answer. That's honestly what I thought. I thought you'd say like, "Oh no, it was 1992 uh, Elite <laughs> Series, you know, or something." Oh, I wish. I wish. I, I trusted you. Oh well, that was your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but there is one other question on here because two people kind of had it that kind of goes back to our poll question of last week the quote biggest story of the 2020 people want to know when they're going to be able to buy retail again <laughs> do you think if this boom slows down that people will be able to buy retail again and i don't think so because you've you've been on this the long longest in the sense that hey people have figured out that this is just an entrepreneurial opportunity now that the cat's out of the bag so to speak why would this ever go back to normal or if the boom ends a little bit and prices go back to normal will there be less of an incentive and return so that means there will be product on the shelves what I'm curious, your take. See, this on is that, this is I a 20-minute question for me. <laughs> that's, that's why I avoided it. <laughs> because I, so I mean, I do think that Gary V summarized it perfectly two years ago, when he said, like, people in sports cars just didn't recognize what was going on in sneaker culture, and sneaker culture didn't realize that those drops are highly limited, and sports cards have way more quantity way more stock available you know you can get 20 blasters in a drop at a walmart or you can get 100 with a bot when they release them online so it's simply a matter of that market has always existed that group has always existed it's growing as it's more and more profitable and sports cards presented a better opportunity than sneakers because of the volume so I know uh, one question, and I saw someone else hint at it. They're not going to make Prism retail next year. Someone said that they heard. Where on who? What have you heard? This Why wrong? would they do how, that? How on earth are they like? <coughs> I mean, just look at the pop reports and see how much they print. What do you think they're going to let people complaining to a Walmart keep them from printing that? Like, there's there's no way. 
I have no. I idea don't think Walmart. I don't think Walmart will let them do that. Yeah, like so. So that's um. So no, I don't see it going away because of that. Because at the end of the day, collectors want it. You know, if the market corrects a little bit, I still think that the market has gone so far. I think retail is so mispriced because of where the market's gone to that the market could correct and retail would still be mispriced. And uh, again, I don't like any of the solutions to that, which are either raise the prices on retail or keep the presses, the printing presses rolling and erase yeah, don't do that. certain things. Yeah. I don't like either of them, but those are, at the end of the day, those are the two feasible solutions. So it's either right. learn to live with the inflation because a blaster shouldn't cost $20. It should, or you change the, or you change the the packout configuration. Well, yeah, you change the it. packout configuration, which would involve printing way more. Is what I'm saying, like in order to, or, or change the odds of, etc. Yeah, yeah, this is a exactly. $20 but you're not going to change change question. the odds and print less silver prisms. You're going to change the odds and print more base cards, making silver prisms rarer per box, but not rarer on the total market because people want 7,000 silver prisms or whatever the pop reports say. So, yeah. Those are the two solutions and nobody likes those solutions. So it's either just sadly, I, I love you. I mean, I go through it too. I just paid $60 each for four blasters of a product I wanted. I did it. <laughs> so I feel you. I know. But the I reality know. is I the know. objective part of my brain that can analyze things says this is the reality. The last one I want to touch on from Ryan Green, AK, RK Green 19. We have the best people in the world. Those back pages just messaged me. 2012 Tops Bryce Harper number 661. Thank you. SSP, Thank you. That's the one. Because that's actually on my watch list ending in about an hour. That's the one. Thank you. <laughs> so funny. Thank you, Eric. Um, that, that was the card that I was referring to. And that's totally for me when SPs jumped the shark. Um, <laughs> oh no us 299 is the one ending in 13 minutes um last thing i wanted to to address he had a good question rk green 19 what's the best way to get any money and i'm going to change your question you, you can't really get return on your veteran base cards if you think about it because i mean that's that's a complex question but to get some decent value money-wise out of them, I think you did answer your own question. Selling them as team lots is is still a viable option. Um, I still made good money doing that um, on eBay. Um, managed payments, I don't know what the deal is with that. That's a whole other level of conversation. But um, keep asking the questions. We'll try to keep answering them and tailor this segment and see where it goes because, um, hey, we don't always have the answers, but the communal conversation, I think, is what helps make the conversation fun. So we'll keep it up. Um, I think that's it, right, Ivan? Did we do everything? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the show. Uh, bye, folks. See you next week. Okay. No, that is everything, but uh, we're going to have another great show for you next week. Uh, so stay tuned. Also, make sure you check in on social media. Um, you know, hey, if you're bored during the week, go to YouTube and just stream some of our we have an entire playlist of hobby interviews. You know, one of the things that I love, I am not an expert by any means, but I'm blessed to have done these interviews. So I remember what Gary V said two years ago 
not just what he's saying today. And I find it really fun to revisit those on occasion. So if you're bored this week, youtube.com, check out GoGTS Live there. Interviews with manufacturers talking about allocations, talking about uh, retail and bots and what they're trying to do. So don't just have this opinion in your mind. Check out our interviews online and see some of the information that's out there on what people are doing. Yeah, I already had one of the first. If the national actually happens, Ivan, I already had someone reach out to me about main stage event. It was our friend Brad Belugian about the Wax Pack book. Yeah. He wants to come on the national main stage, do a Q&A, do a book signing. I said, of course. So uh, let's hope we get back to normal and uh, can actually have an in-person national. That would be great because uh, we'd love to see a bunch of you guys. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Thanks. What? 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 Yes. Okay, check the chat. Check the chat. Oh, shout out to Hobby Baker One on Twitch, first time Prime subscriber. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, thanks to uh, Chris Carlin for hooking us up with Synergy Hockey. Uh, who knows what next week will bring, but uh, hey, this hobby's crazy. It's going to be something. We'll be here with a brand new episode of GoGTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. Thanks to Ivan. Thanks to James Gale behind the scenes. As always, um, have a great weekend. You know what to be doing in the meantime. Always be collecting. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.